Hi, this is Mary, and you're listening to Word of Hope Christian Church in New Braunfels, Texas. Hi, everyone, and welcome once again. I'm Pastor Tim with Word of Hope Christian Church in New Braunfels, Texas, and it's my honor to be with you on this Sunday, December 18th. This is your Sunday sermon. We're continuing today in the sermon series called The Colors of Christmas. So far, we've talked about the colors green and blue. Today, we'll spend time looking at the third color, gold. And the main scripture reference is Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. I have a bunch to share with you today I'm really excited about, but as always, would you join me in an opening word of prayer? Gracious Heavenly Father, Almighty God, thank you for the privilege that we have today to hear from your word. God, thank you for this message. Teach us the truths of Matthew 2 and this idea of the Christmas color of gold. Thank you for all of this. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Someone sent an email that made a list of Christmas signs that they'd seen in their city. It said, Outside a church was a sign that read, The Original Christmas Club. A toy store declared, Ho, 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 is spoken here. In a bridal boutique, it said, Merry Christmas. A reducing salon proclaimed, 24 shaping days until Christmas. A jewelry store advised, Diamond tiaras, $70,000, three for 200000 And on an office supply store sign, For the man who has everything, a calendar to remind him when payments are due. One of the biggest challenges of Christmas is finding just the right gift for the person you love. When I buy a gift, I try not to buy gift cards unless I know that's what the person really wants. I'd rather buy something personal, something that I believe they'd want, something that I'd want if I were them. That way, if they don't want it, they can give it right back to me. In Matthew chapter 2, we read the story of a group of wise men who traveled thousands of miles to find the newborn king. When they found him, they responded with joy, worship, and gave him special gifts that they picked out just for him. So let's open up our Bible or Bible app right now to Matthew chapter 2 verses 1 to 12 and follow along as I read this awesome story. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we've come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of the religious law and asked, Where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah, for a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, Go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child, and when you find him, come back and tell me so I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. And it went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, 
frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. You know, there's an old Christmas hymn called We Three Kings of Orient Are. Sing it with me, won't you? We three kings of Orient are, bearing gifts we traverse afar, field and fountain, moor and mountain, following yonder star. Oh, star of wonder, star of light, star with royal beauty bright, Westward leading, still proceeding, guide us to thy perfect light. Born a king on Bethlehem's plain, gold I bring to crown him again. King forever, ceasing never, over us all to reign. Oh, Star of wonder, star of light, star with royal beauty bright, westward leading, still proceeding, guide us to thy perfect light. Y'all did awesome! Thanks for joining in. That was great. Now this song, it points out that each of the gifts the wise men brought had a special message. The gold spoke of Jesus being the king of kings. Gold was the kind of gift you gave to kings. Frankincense was offered to him as unto God. This was a perfume that the Israelites offered in their offerings at the temple to God. And scripture tells us that Jesus was to be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. And myrrh was a valued spice and perfume that was used as part of the embalming process. It predicted the reason Jesus came to die on the cross for our sins. There's an old saying that says, it's the thought that counts. I'm sure you've heard it. And the wise men gave a lot of thought, not only to their gifts, but to the journey they were undertaking in their search for this newborn king. Bear in mind, they had no idea where this king was born or how long it would take to find him. In fact, it's estimated it was one or two years that it took to get there. In fact, being wise men, when they arrived in Jerusalem, they asked for directions. Verse 2 tells us the wise men asked, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we've come to worship him. So they gave a great deal of thought to this new king as they searched the sky looking for that star. And they gave a great deal of thought to making their preparations for the long journey to find him. And they especially gave a great deal of thought to the gifts they brought to this child because they knew from the prophecies that he would be a great king. Now, I don't know if the wise men really understood the significance of the gifts they brought, but I do know that God was so impressed with their gifts that he recorded what was brought in the pages of his scriptures right here in Matthew 2. And I believe this was not only done because of the symbolic nature of the gifts, but also that we might realize their value to God and how deeply moved he was that they brought these gifts to his son. Now, there might be those who believe that it was the earthly value of these gifts that impressed God, but of course, that's absurd. God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He didn't need their money any more than he needs yours or mine. The repeated theme throughout scripture is that many times God prefers the poor to the rich. 
God constantly warns his people to be kind to those in need, protect the widows and orphans, defend the cause of those who can't defend themselves. In fact, in the story of Christ's birth, it's not the wise men who are serenaded by a host of angels who proclaim the Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. No, it was a group of shepherds who were so poor, they probably didn't even own the sheep that they were watching. God doesn't need our money, and he's not impressed by the size of our bank accounts. He's more impressed by the size of our hearts. God is impressed with anyone, no matter what their social status, who gives the best that they have to Jesus. I once read a poem by Christina Rossetti, and it goes this way. What can I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would bring him a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. Yet what can I give him? I'll give him my heart. Now, if God had been impressed with the value of the gifts the wise men brought, he would probably have spent a great deal of time telling us how many gold pieces were in the box, how much money the frankincense and the myrrh cost. But God doesn't do that. He doesn't tell us the earthly value of the gifts, but he does tell us why these gifts are so valuable to him. Look at verse 11 of the text. It says, They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, before any of these gifts were ever given, what did these men do? They fell down on their knees before Jesus, and as it said, they worshipped him. And that's the message throughout Scripture. This was also fulfilling the prophecy of Psalm 72, verses 10 to 19. God doesn't care how large your gift is. All he cares about is how large your love for him is. That's why God emphasized that the wise men worshipped before they gave their gifts. You know, there's a famous hymn that reminds us of that truth. Sing it with me. O come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. O come ye, O come ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the King of angels. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord. Sing, choirs of angels. Sing in exaltation. O sing, all ye bright hosts of heaven above. Glory to God, all glory in the highest. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord. Amen. Well done, everyone. A heart of worship has got to exist before we can give any gifts to Jesus. If we're not really worshiping Christ, then our gifts are meaningless to him. But there's one more gift I want to talk about with you. It's a gift that's more valuable than gold, frankincense, and myrrh. 
It's a gift that was even of higher value than the worship the wise men gave Jesus. Can you guess what it is? The gift is described this way in Scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. That's what John 3.16 tells us. Now, I found this incredible description of one person describing John 3.16. I don't have the specific author's name, couldn't find that, but this is how it goes. If we take that scripture and break it apart, this is what it says. God, the greatest lover, so loved the greatest degree, the world, the greatest company, that he gave the greatest act, his one and only son, the greatest gift, that whoever the greatest opportunity believes the greatest simplicity in him, the greatest person shall not perish, the greatest promise, but the greatest difference have the greatest certainty, eternal life, the greatest possession. Isn't that awesome? The wise men left the security of their homes to find this greatest gift. They didn't know where they were going. They didn't know how far they had to travel. They didn't know how long they'd be gone. All they knew was that when they arrived at their destination, they would find the greatest thing that God could ever give them. But even as they followed the star to its destination, even when they arrived and saw Jesus and fell down and worshipped him, even then they didn't know what God had done for them. They didn't realize what Jesus had been sent to do. They didn't realize what this newborn king would have to endure. And they didn't know what this young child would ultimately accomplish. Well, there's another amazing song that describes this truth. If you know it, sing it along. One day when heaven was filled with his praises, one day when sin was as black as could be, Jesus came forth to be born of a virgin, dwelt among men, my example is he. Living he loved me, dying he saved me, Buried he carried my sins far away. Rising he justified freely forever. One day he's coming, oh glorious day. Oh glorious day. Oh glorious day. O glorious day. Indeed, what an amazing song. On December 15, 2009, in Massachusetts, a second grader was sent home from school because of a picture he drew in class. The teacher had asked the class to draw a picture that described what they thought of when they thought of Christmas. So this little boy drew a picture of Jesus on the cross. For that indiscretion, as it was called, the boy was sent home and ordered to undergo a psychiatric examination before they'd allow him back in class. This is a true story, folks, and this kid was traumatized by that whole experience. Incredible. He just drew a picture. Christmas reminded this boy, an eight-year-old boy, a second grader, reminded him of Jesus on the cross. That's what Christmas meant to him. 
Now, understandably, that got some people a little upset. But why should we be surprised? Many people in this world don't mind a baby Jesus in a manger just as long as he stays there. But once Jesus gets out of the manger, things get a little complicated. Once Jesus becomes a man, some folks begin to get really uncomfortable. And the reason they get uncomfortable is the story of Jesus only begins with his birth. It ends by telling us we're sinners. It ends by telling us that Jesus can remove our sins. It ends by telling us that the way Jesus forgave our sins was by taking our place, by dying, being buried, and then rising up from the grave. And it ends by declaring to all mankind, you've got to make a decision. You've got to decide what you're going to do with Jesus. We've got to decide whether we're going to try to keep Jesus in the manger or if we're going to let him out so that he can become what he was born to be, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Beloved, you've got to decide whether or not you're ready to make him the King of your life and the Lord of all you have. You do that by believing that Jesus is the Son of the living God, believing that you're a sinner and you need Jesus to remove that sin. Believing that you want him now to become the Lord and master of your life and being willing to seal the deal by being buried in the water of Christian baptism and rising up a new creature. Jesus was the greatest gift God could ever give us. And now this Christmas, you have to decide if you're willing to give the gift of your life to God in return. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for another encouraging message from God's Word. To find out more about our ministry, look us up on the web at www.whccnb.org. Word of Hope Christian Church. Real people. A real God. Real hope.